Warning, the following podcast has me, your host, Duty, having a weird microphone that makes me sound like a demon, but there's a reason why all of this and more on this week's episode of Top Gear. I mean, Shaken Not Nerd. A martini, Shaken Not Nerd! Shocking. Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, your weekly comic book, not, well not really comic book, your weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about movies and we talk about pop culture and we talk about comic books. I am Duty, your host here today and with me on episode whatever the number is because I haven't checked it but you're aware of it because it's in the episode description is Ian the Huge Foot Long Johnson. Whoop, 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 my microphone sounds fine and in comparison <laughs> I sound very high pitched. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, of course joining us is the man who said he couldn't grow any facial hair and that he'd never shave off his fringe because he has a giant forehead, that is Tom <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my microphone, okay? Oh, God, Apparently God. I should stick with it because we're talking about monsters this week I'm going to say, yes. I, I, and it makes me a monster I think it's sexy Yeah, I think you should uh, read some predator erotic fiction to us Oh yeah, baby. He thrusts his hands down his pants and grasps <laughs> his. <laughs> I think I still have that on the soundboard. It's it's here somewhere. It's 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 in here. I don't think we need anything. to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I could put back on the soundboard is man talk. I miss that old sound effect, but that song is now too old uh, for, for. Yeah, nobody anyone. will Remember, understand it. <laughs> yes, yes, Topical. but. Uh, Ian, what do you, what do you, there's only three of us this week. It is, of course, I, uh, there it is. <laughs> it is the three amigos, uh, because there's only three of us this week. There's no Fuzzy and there's no Ollie, uh, but uh, Ian... You're welcome. A car. How's that coming along? <clears throat> uh, yeah, pretty good. It yes. has um, wheels on it now, and the wheels on the car go round and round. Round it's and, uh, and round and round. Round and round. It's good. It's coming along. I've now basically finished everything, it, sort of almost nearly, except for the engine and a couple of bits and bobs. But it's getting there. It's getting there. You know, things are happening. Things and stuff. It's looking I've got nice. nothing mm. else to say. It's looking very pretty. <laughs> you, you do have your own Instagram page for the Mini. Did you want to tell people where they could find said photos of said Mini? No. Yes. <laughs> You can find it at uh, let me let me make sure I'm saying it correctly because even I am an idiot. It's Morris with a double R and one S underscore Mini underscore Johnson without a T because Johnson with a T is the wrong way to spell it. Okay, well, there we go. Okay. What about you, Tom? Have you been building something? Lego, facial hair, confidence, building. Hmm. <laughs> I've been building fires. I like building <laughs> fires. Fires are fun. Um, what have I done this week? I watched The Social Dilemma last night, which is the new Netflix docu-series that they... Or not docu-series, mm-hmm. documentary, rather. It's a film um, about social media and the issues with algorithms and how they're causing potential civil wars. That's interesting. Um, wow. I've never That's heavy been, stuff. I've never been more tempted to uh, delete Facebook than uh, I was after watching that film. And then I also watched that other 
docu the actual docu series that they released about video games um, last week or the week before. I don't remember the name of it off the top. Oh, of that Netflix one. Yeah, which is pretty good. But I've Ooh. watched so many docu series on video games in general that I'm sitting there. I'm going, yeah, this isn't any new information. I know all this. Is that the so, one about like the classic games like Mario and stuff? Uh, well. so, the, so the first episode all starts out on like Pac-Man and Space Invaders and like the rise of Atari and sort of ends with um, E.T. and the the <laughs> bubble that was burst by that monstrosity. It even has the guy who actually um, created the game talking about it and how... Didn't they bury all of those games like in a, in a, in a desert or something? Yeah, <clears throat> giant hole in the desert because nobody wanted to buy them because normally games took about like six to nine months to create and that game was created in six weeks and it just like oh, <laughs> oh dear what about you Diddy? Oh no uh, I watched The Babysitter 2 on Netflix for some god known on fucking random reason um, which brings back all of the characters from the first because blood cult devil worshipping <clears throat> it's fucking weird man but um, I did get recommended a, a Amazon Prime show this morning when I got up called Documental I think it's a how like Rebel Wilson did that Australian version where like Australian comedians try not to laugh and they get knocked out if they laugh and all that sort of stuff have you guys seen any ads for it I've seen it no, I watched it I haven't watched no. it I well, watched the whole a, thing I think, um, <laughs> apparently there was the it's a I think a Japanese version called Documental where they lock up but this is what I've gotten from a mate they lock up Japanese comedians in a room they have to make each other laugh the last one to laugh uh, wins and it says it gets very uh, it gets very depraved quickly in the last season one dude dresses up as a Chinese masseuse and starts jacking off another comedian for real and I'm like what the okay hell? that's fucked <laughs> that is fucked so that's my watching list this week, um, as well as The Boys Season 2. <laughs> yes, I've also been watching The Boys so, Season 2. Mm, I've watched the first episode. Is it any good? I haven't I haven't started yet. I, I know a lot of people are annoyed that it doesn't have... Um, it's not like a whole season. Like, it's episodically episodes are released. I think Tom wants us to talk more. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got something to do. That is in the news. Oh, well, then, speaking of news... <laughs> It's a top 10 news countdown. The Walking Dead is said to be ending after season 11 for anybody still watching. Anyone? Anyone? It's about no. damn time. No, no one. Bueller. <laughs> no one there. Bueller. Bueller. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm assuming people are still watching because they're actually going to be doing a spin-off series from it. Once that ends, they're going to have Norman Reedus who plays... Stop! He's already dead! Norman Reedus who plays Daryl and Melissa McBride who plays Carol doing a spin-off that will be dropping in 2023. Daryl and Carol... Comes yeah, together. <laughs> 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 I, I, Don't I, can't I, tell I, me they're not going to call it Daryl and Carol. It rhymes, Tom. <laughs> but Daryl, let's have sex. Uh, no, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> me brain dead now. <laughs> like, my this show just gets worse and worse. Well, my understanding is Daryl's pretty much taken over as the main character anyway. So what's the point of ending it if you're just going to start up again? 
True, yeah. But then again, I, I, I assume he's taken over as the main character because he's the only one from the cast that I think I still know who he is. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel very similar. <laughs> we gave up on The Walking Dead and I think we just gave away all of our seasons of it as well. Like, we had it up to, like, season seven or something like that on Blu-ray and just went, no, no, let's get rid of it. It's pretty shit. It's, it's like... The, I think the problem well, the, one of the problems I had with that show is once they introduced Negan to Jeffrey Dean Morgan if he wasn't on screen it was an immediately boring episode it was like no 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 just show us Jeffrey Dean Morgan he's really good get this side plot crap out of the way I don't care for it just show me the bad guy and that was then, always yeah, the problem with that show though like there was always just nothing happening it's just so boring <laughs> it, it wasn't it was a weird show it it started out good, and I think the first episode Tom got me to watch ages ago, and then I was like, oh, I'll get on board, and I'll start watching it, and then I started reading the books, and then I got bored of the books, I started hating the show, and then I hated the creator. <laughs> I think yeah, I only watched awesome. up to uh, the season first... Three, I watched the first season of The Prison, and I think there was another one. I think there was two seasons. Oh, uh, yeah, season season four, yeah. That's where it ends at the train yard, I think. I think... Whatever season had the governor in it. Season three, season four. I may have finished... I either finished season three and stopped or I finished season four and stopped. But Yeah, I think I was about the same place. He was definitely mm. in it. Had an eye patch. <laughs> eye patchy. They just... They did things that weren't, like... That just weren't in the books. I'm like, cool, you're doing a comic book TV show. Oh, look, we've killed Carl. I'm like, uh-uh, he ain't dead. What are you doing? He's like the, the leader at the end of the book you've just killed off the. You, you've just completely diverged away from the book just, it's fucking you gotta surprise him dude surprise him <clears throat> first a question to you all do you want a new season of a series to be released all at once or weekly all at once all at once uh I'd go no I'm, I'm more of a weekly dude more of a weekly dude okay okay well, this this has already been slightly mentioned before. Well, the fans of Amazon's series The Boys are definitely not a fan of the weekly approach. The show is getting review-bombed on the platform for being released weekly. It is currently sitting at a 2.7-star rating on Amazon <coughs> due to a large number of one-star reviews, which are specifically complaining about the release schedule. To those giving those you- one-star reviews, I say, surely you have something better to do. Yes, exactly. How can you review the show badly because of the episodic releasing? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't affect the quality of the show. People are d- no, dumb. It's just, uh, I just like it's, it's it's those people as well that like you know you you, you take a look at you know fucking uh, when you pre-order certain games, it's like oh you know get the game seven days early or whatever like that, and they leave negative reviews because it's like oh my mum didn't buy me the the game of the year edition that gives me the six days early access and I think it's a shit game because I should get to play it six days early. It's it's those fucking tweebs that fucking <laughs> leave those reviews. Well, that's oh, what. Man, that's even better with your deep microphone voice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, shit, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> well, that's what, like, when I was getting the um, Samsung Note, Note 20 Ultra, when I was looking it up and looking at the reviews that they had on brag. JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> humble brag. Hum- humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> uh, f- 5G edition. Um, oh, you son yeah, of a... 
I was looking at the JB Hi-Fi reviews and there was a whole heap of one star that were just people complaining because we got a different process uh, we got a different processor chip in Australia than in America and they're just like no that's ridiculous we're getting a substandard product give them one star and I'm just like yeah but this is meant to be about the phone in general yeah. do it as a comparison to other things it's not about the processor if you want to complain about that go find a forum that nobody reads somewhere and put it there yeah Find someone else, somewhere else to complain, you fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I gotta tell you, like, I think I've watched, I binge watched the first three episodes of The Boys, because I think they released the first three episodes, and then it went episodically. I've watched the first three episodes, Mm. and they were really quite good, and they did end episode three at a good point to make you go, shit, alright, I really do want to know what is gonna happen next, and that's why they draw you into that episodic release schedule but at the same time i don't know if i like episodic releasing mostly because there's a good chance i'll forget to ever finish the series yep that's what i found (laughs) yeah but mandalorian did uh weekly episodes and stuff like that and it was it was one of those things at least in this household it was like all right it's friday night we're sitting down we're ordering fucking pizza and we're watching the mandalorian like it was that sort of thing like it 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 felt like you're watching fucking you know, Castle or Bones or whatever on Channel 7 in Australia, where it was like, you know, every Monday night you'd sit down and watch said show or said movie or something like that. It was pretty widely known, like, and it was very accurate when that was coming out, though. That's the problem I have with The Boys is I have no idea when it releases. There's nothing that says, like, always on this day at this time. Like, I haven't seen that anywhere. I've got no idea when they're coming out. Oh, well. well, at least um, you got yourself a free Amazon Prime account. But that is one of the things, <laughs> and, and, and what I did miss, do miss is, like, having something like Game of Thrones, where it was a Monday night sit-down throughout that entire series run, and you would you would pretty much know that when you got home is that, like, half the fucking country got home <laughs> and was watching that show at the same time. Pretty much. Which, since that's gone, I, don't, I just feel like it doesn't happen anymore. Rich. I mean, yeah. it never happened for me. I was a good boy and, and waited for it to come out on Blu-ray and watched it and then raged at the television. Hey, hey, hey. I had, uh, I got Foxtel, the free Foxtel streaming. I was a good boy too. Thank you very much. I got it with I my was phone. also a good I boy. I just used a different just, email address every month. I just didn't watch it. <laughs> didn't they leave like water bottles on tables and shit like that in the last season of Game of Thrones? There's like a Starbucks, Starbucks coffee cup. Coffee, yeah. Yeah. I think there's two coffee cups. <laughs> Still, one of my favorite like memes ever was like there's a photo of the Witcher and it says you'll notice in the Witcher there's no coffee cup on this table. That's a reference to the fact that in Game of Thrones a coffee cup was left on the table. <laughs> Honestly, I think the Witcher's better than fucking all of Game of Thrones. Uh, it has some room for improvement. Number eight. Uh, 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 our uh, first trailer, we have Hubby Halloween, brought to us by Netflix and starring old mate Adam Sandler. So this will be following the story of Adam Sandler's boy who cried wolf Halloween obsessed character who comes across a real issue plaguing his town. Could this be the worst ever film that was promised after he was snubbed for his awards? Trailer points to yes. <laughs> you know, actually, I think it looks better than some of the other <laughs> shit he's done lately. It's yeah, good. it does look better than what is it? The ridiculous six. Yeah, it, 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 miles better. It does look better than the ridiculous six. I watched that. It has film. a pretty decent cast of comedians in this as well. Have you got the yeah? Game? Kevin James, Shaquille O'Neal. Fuck off! <laughs> pretty decent cast. 
<laughs> Shack attack, baby. It seems like his character is a combination Good between idea. Billy Madison and the water boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. I'll sit there going, it's Halloween, baby. <laughs> I will, the, the, the trailer as well ends with, what is it, with him like in a scare house and the kid grabs his leg and dressed like a ghost and he's like, Mommy, help me, Mommy. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's one of those movies. <laughs> But he, has a, those, fucking, he has a retractable batarang, basically. <laughs> I did laugh at that. What is it? You lose your thermos? He's like, oh, no. It just throws it and comes back to him. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid that I love it. Uh, I, I, it reminds me of the bong thermos from uh, from Kevin in the Woods. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I, I, I must say, out of the other ones that I have seen and out of the other trailers, I might actually watch this one because, yeah, as you said before, the ridiculous eight. Or ridiculous. What, what was it called? I've, I've forgotten. The Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven. Um, the tra- no. <laughs> Oh, the hate flight. Hate. <laughs> the tantalising ten. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> the. Wow. Okay. That one. The trailers looked a lot worse than this one. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm probably going to watch it. I'm probably going to watch this, and then I'm going to listen to Netflix and, Squ- and Swill talk about it, because that's just the kind of life I live now, stuck inside <laughs> with Adam Sandler. Hey, and at least our, our, our numbers are low the last two days. We might be able to get outside at some point in the near 30 years. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. You go, Wakatekiwokuro! Number seven, we have the trailer for Freaky Friday minus the Friday plus the Vince Vaughn. Of course, that is the trailer for Freaky by Universal and Bloomhouse, directed by the same director of Happy Death Day. Uh, This depicts a comedy film focused around a murderer and victim swapping bodies, all to the fantastic musical rhymes of D. Antwood, which, let's be honest, is the best part of this trailer. Is it? Uh, I love this trailer. I think you're I thought, freaky the, I thought, I thought this trailer was loved. fucking. I thought this trailer was red. Uh, I know what. I know what's later coming up in our news, and I thought this trailer was better than what was most likely going to be our number one piece of news. I laughed. I understood the story. It reminded me of is it the hot chick with Rob Schneider, and I I, I I'm looking forward to watching it. I will. Your last point the there. Choose. I don't think it's will a good be a thing. Date <laughs> You think you're so cool because you can pee with your penis. I said to Tom as well, though, like, surely, maybe they couldn't get the rights, but is it a missed opportunity from calling it Freaky Friday the 13th? Maybe they won't yeah, make it you, sued. Yeah, you can't, you, can, you can't use anything Friday the 13th anymore because it's in a fucking legal battle. But it shouldn't be. Really. That's... I don't agree with it's that. It's just a date. It is just a date. That should just go... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something like the fucking... From memory, it's like the the guy who directed the films obviously sort of says says he has the rights to the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, but then the writer at the time they have like thirty years of uh, some fucking copyright battle, and now it's thirty years, of course, after the film was released. So he's like, "All right, cool, it's thirty years after Friday the Thirteenth." As the writer for the movie, the rights for the film are now mine, and now the director is going, "No, it's not." The writer's going, "Yes, it is." Um, essentially, that's what killed that Friday the 13th video game because they're releasing new DLC and new characters and this and that constantly for it. Um, and I but think that's using a character. LeBron, 
They're yeah, but it's also the, the title of Friday the 13th. So, because um, Jason's not in the first film. True, true. Yeah. But it's still a, a uh-huh. date. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I and feel like it's more so using the characters from those films. And it's a historical date. Like, it doesn't. Friday the 13th wasn't made a thing by that movie. It was, like, established back in the 1300s as a spooky day. Was it? Suggested origin. For the superstition is from 13th of October, 1307. Yeah, with the uh, France arrested hundreds of Knights Templar. That's where mm-hmm. the date comes from. It's you you learn some things thing. with Shake and Not Nerd each week, don't you? You take the good, it's... you take the bad. <laughs> sometimes our news is accurate, sometimes maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, uh, Freaky, the movie trailer, Vince Vaughn. I posted the trailer on the Shake and Not Nerd Facebook page. If you haven't seen it, you can go on there and take a look. I am looking forward to it. I will watch it. Um, if no one wants to talk about it on this show, I'll probably wrangle Paul from the Countdown Podcast to talk about it because Happy Death Day was a was actually a pretty good fucking movie. I enjoyed Happy Death Day. Got decent reviews. Yeah, like some people really liked it. There were decent reviews. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's still on Netflix. It's it's not bad. Give it a little, there you go. Check it out. Squiz. Little Luxy. Yeah, Vince. Number six. He's that. banjo. He's that. <laughs> Vince Vaughn is banjo kazooie. <laughs> Number six. Don Bluth. Uh, Don Bluth, the animator behind the Land Before Time, has launched a new company uh, in which he is aiming to bring back animated, hand animated classics. So. Essentially, in the words of the company that they had on the Facebook page, we believe the public is craving another renaissance of hand-drawn animation. It continues with, our goal is to make the dream become a reality. So essentially, what they'll be doing first up is doing Bluth fables, in which they will be taking nursery rhymes and fables and creating all hand-drawn animation from them. So I think that's exciting, because if you have been around... uh, So I've been around my nieces watching... um, modern day cartoons and they are all poorly done cgi monstrosities that look like crap and that you could do in five minutes i apologize if anybody listens who works on them i doubt (laughs) i doubt you do i doubt you spent longer than five minutes (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's exciting to have someone actually bringing back some hand-drawn animation it brings the art back to it, I think. Mm. Well, that's what... A lot of these newer ones that are coming out, and especially, like, if, if, even look at... Like, it wasn't originally a hand-drawn thing, but look at Bananas and Pajamas, where it was people in suits and stuff, and now it's like these... Yes! This what the fuck really, happened there? Really simplified CGI animation, and it literally looks like you, you create the sprite, you put, a, you put a wire skeleton in it, and then you just reuse and recycle. That's what it looks like. And, and I understand it's yeah. probably cheap and easy to do, but... I feel like the kids are missing out. That's back up a second. When did the bananas in pajamas go from people in suits to shit CGI? Because I saw it advertised on you know the ABCs or whatever, and went that's not bananas in pajamas. It was a long time. It happened a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, surely if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do something different and wacky and crazy for bananas in pajamas, you'd get bananas, put them in pajamas, and stop motion it. No. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that would be better. Next thing they're going to do is fucking HR Puffin stuff as a 3D cartoon. Fuck off. I'm going to say I don't think they're ever bringing that nightmare fuel back. Uh, I don't think so. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> the magic flute. I've been up a pussy. Yeah, HR Puffin stuff is fucking rad. I would own that soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> I, Here's your friend I actually, I'm not, I'm not sure whether I ever told you guys this, but I was going through the <laughs> vinyl collection at my house, and there's actually Humphrey B. Bear soundtrack on vinyl at my house. Oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to clear a room. Just put that on. <laughs> yeah. All right, party's over. Humphrey B. Bear. My party has just begun. <laughs> <laughs> your party or your potty? <laughs> Ew. Both. <laughs> Ew. Uh, back to the actual point. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. animated. Yeah. I actually think it, I think it's fantastic because honestly, I kind of do miss that art style of the Disney movies that we grew up with. And obviously the art they are leaning on that Disney centric sort of thing because instead of doing some of the fables that Disney are doing, I assume they're gonna try and do the other ones, the different fables, because that like Tommy just said, that they're, they're going to be doing these fables and nursery rhymes and things, <clears throat> um, which would be really exciting. I think there's a lot there that haven't been touched by Disney that could be done in an interesting way. Yeah, and, well, it says specifically here that they're doing Aesop fables, but I'm not... Hang on one second. What's, what's an Aesop fables? Oh, it's actually an author. Are they? Yeah, I think it's pretty yeah. well known. Uh, okay, so it's a slave and storyteller believed to have lived in ancient Greece between 620 and 564 BCE. Oh, okay. So I don't know what exact fables fall in there. Uh, as we all know, Shaken on Nerd is a uh, interactive podcast where we do half the research and then encourage you to do it yourself. <laughs> I, I uh, want people to on. do the research and come back to when the bananas in pyjamas turned into CG monstrosities. Someone will. <laughs> See, and people always people always say, "Oh, dude, you stop watching fucking old shit." Like I'm rewatching Batman the animated series for the upteenth time. All perfect hand drawn animation, shit you don't get nowadays. You just don't uh, get that who, shit nowadays. Back in my day, for those who are wondering which ones are the Ace Up Fables, you've got the boy who cried wolf, the fox and the grapes, the tortoise and the hare, um, and a few of those, the lion and the mouse. So you, you definitely know them. Basil way. the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> they also watch it, dude. It's pretty fucking good. They also did release <laughs> an hour and a half uh, screen share sort of chatting session where they spoke about it. Um, but naturally, because it was an hour and a half, Tom didn't watch it. <laughs> That's longer than their movies will be. <laughs> Number five. Number five, and I know we'll all be painfully, painfully disappointed by this one. Wonder Woman has been pushed back again. Of course, it was oh. meant to be slated to come out next month. Um, and it has now been pushed back to good old Christmas. It is scheduled to be released <laughs> on the 20... 20- oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> yes, yeah, Wonder Woman will now not be... We will now not be seeing the famous heroine until December 25th. <laughs> I feel like this movie is, <laughs> I don't, I don't is, know what to say. is the new New Mutants. Yeah, I feel like even when it does eventually release, people... I don't think it's really going to do that well. Like, the trailer doesn't look that good. So I think a lot of people are just going to be like, eh. 
I, I honestly, I, I can't see it doing that well. That's my. If I were a betting man, I'd be betting that it won't do that well. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think, but overall, with they, with a lot of these big companies, I do wish that some of them would just be like, oh, "Fuck it, just release it on demand, whatever, cut your losses, and then just move on." Because these things getting dragged out, and especially with Wonder Woman, where they go, "Oh, we're going to delay it a bit, so let's release another trailer." All it's doing is giving me fatigue for the film. Like, yeah. not excited yeah, about same. this film at all. Like, at all. Yeah. Yeah, neither am I. And like you said, I think you do. You get fatigue. You feel like you've already seen the movie before you see it. Exactly. Yes. It just... Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I'm, 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 I was excited for it, especially with all the, you know, the gold armour and we saw now what Cheetah looks like and... A bit of backwards comedy in regards to Chris Pine not knowing what radar is and all that sort of stuff like that, but it's, 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 and then that's the, the film is most likely going to end on some form of cliffhanger or some form of note to a sequel or something like that. Being like, get excited for when a Wonder Woman three eventually releases, like basically all fucking superhero movies do. And if they just keep delaying it and delaying it and delaying, it, I'm like, well, maybe no. Yeah, you could release it on demand, and as soon as you just release it on demand, just go fuck, just go straight into Wonder Woman three in regards to writing or production or whatever. So then you've already got the ball rolling, rather than going wait for the movie to release at the movies, and then we'll work on a on a third one if it does well. A hundred percent. I just yeah, cut your losses, studios. Just fuck it. Just roll with it. Adapt. Yeah. It's, uh- <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Ba ba da ba. Nah. <laughs> no, no, no. Go on. It's a, uh, it's a living. It's a living. I don't know. I got nothing. Don't worry. Number four. Uh, all right. So a week ago, we reported on Sasha Baron Cohen was uh, film, filming a new Borat film. In an article that was published from Corridor, it has been reported that there is a new Borat film and it has already been filmed and perhaps even screened to some people. Uh, the article goes in to say that the story will revolve around a well-known Borat who has to go undercover so people don't know who he is. However, that synopsis has been said to be incorrect by some other sources. But yeah, so we said it was a rumour last week. It is confirmed and apparently done. So uh, That's interesting. I think it does make sense. I think we spoke about this when we heard that they were filming it, that he is a well-known person now. So they might have to play into that in the story somehow. Yeah, so this article sort of said, so it'll be Cohen playing Borat playing Cohen. But that, that, that's what was debunked by this other um, media source. I don't think they actually said who it was. They just said that it had been refuted by someone from the project. Um, but who knows whether that's true or not. They're going to have to do something. Yes. <laughs> Good input, Diddy. I did, I did look at both of you on the camera just then. I just went, oh, God, neither of them's going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, there's not much to say. Like I, Borat is, is I don't think it's going to do well. Honestly, I just the first one was just happened to do well at the time, and because of that factor of people not knowing who he was or anything about that, and we know who he is now. And I don't think that style of comedy is necessarily good anymore. No, I it's, think it's I, not very PC. 
it's not just that it's just not funny anymore I don't know I'll, I'll, like a lot of things sometimes it comes and goes I'll, I'll watch it because I'm out of because I'm curious about it and I imagine that that sort of film is not going to be picked up by any of the major like um, traditional production studios so I'm going to I'm going to call it's going to pop up on Netflix I reckon it'll be yeah, Kickstarter or something like that like yeah. the Veronica Mars movie I reckon it'll go straight to a streaming service of some description. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I don't think it's a cinematic release for sure. <laughs> but yes. I got up in the morning and made myself a piece of toast. I sent the toaster to... Number three. Medium brown. Number three, Disney has come out saying that the Mulan controversies have caused them a lot of problems. The Disney CFO came out saying the string of controversies surrounding the film have caused many issues for Disney. Firstly, we do, of course, have the reignited controversy around Hong Kong that we mentioned last week, but they've also... Uh, they have also been had some additional heat coming from human rights activists for thanking a province in China where one to two million local Muslims were forced into concentration camps. The CFO has made it clear that the majority of the film was shot in New Zealand and it required to thank Chinese provinces in order to use scenic shots. But the damages have been done and people want Disney Mulan's blood. So yeah, we hadn't reported on that one before, but that's a that's a pretty heavy one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something I just as soon as you said Mulan isn't doing well, I pulled up the old Mulan soundboard and I went, oh, he's going to say something about Mushu, and then you just went, you got deep, and I went, don't click any sounds. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know about that. That's um, there's a lot happening with China at the moment, isn't it? It's uh. It's a very interesting political state at the moment where things could happen at any point in time. Particularly, there's a lot of tension between, for anyone who might be listening who's not from Australia, there's quite a lot of tension between Australia and China as well at the moment with some uh, trade negotiations with the um, those two aliens in Phantom Menace. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Now there are, no, two, there of are two of them. <laughs> <laughs> they won't handle the uh, they guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really strange situation at the moment where it kind of feels like things could escalate at any point in time with China and the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they would. Well, I mean, look at it. Look at us and the US. We're <laughs> mid-pandemic and still spending um, hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars on uh, military equipment. Because I think that was, what, what was it, in May or June or something, we spent half a billion dollars on new military equipment. Um, because there's belief that once yeah. we come out of this pandemic, we will come straight into some form of war. It'll be interesting to see what happens, because the four horsemen are riding, and war is definitely one of them. We've had, uh, coronavirus is that plague pestilence. or pestilence? Pestilence. Then what? Hunger. Oh, oh no. Oh no, we're going into Got recession. Oh, famine. oh no. <laughs> so we've had pestilence. We're about to go into famine. <laughs> then war, then comes death. And then war. It's the end of well, the world, ladies and gentlemen. It's the, it's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> Damn it, I haven't got Not any cetera. sound on the soundboard. Again, Tom is getting fucking deep. <laughs> like my voice. Quickly, play something funny. Uh... Uh, uh, <laughs> he said uh, quickly. Uh, 
<laughs> no, God! No, God, please, no! 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 He said play something, not come to climax. Number uh, <laughs> two. Number two, the Oscars, or the Academy rather, have released their new inclusion standards for Best Picture nominees. All of the nominees for the award have to meet two out of four eligibility standards. Now, I do have all the standards here. However, I have a feeling they're going to take... And we're going to read them them, one by one. (laughs) What do we have? (laughs) All right, standard A. (laughs) I'm not going to read them. We're Look going to read yeah, a contract. Right. Look them up because it's <laughs> it, it's way too long for me to read here. Uh, essentially, you have standards focused around cast, crew, um, production, or anything like that, and it's it, it's all in an effort to try and get more minorities into the film. And and for the sake of this, they they classify the minorities as women, racial or ethnic groups, LGBTQ plus, um, as also people with actually like physical or cognitive. Um, disabilities Um, and it's just to get them all involved in the production so my initial response to this because I thought it was only one of the standards was across the board I was sort of like why are they doing that but I guess with all these four standards where they look across the entire production of the film it's a little bit different Um, but I'm curious of you because I think Ian has I don't know whether you've read them duty um, but thoughts on these standards I have not read them can you read I don't read (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Allow me to read them to you Point number one A <laughs> Back dad Oh well there was I think it was like Three or four years ago There was a hashtag Going around Oscars so white And now it's taken four years For the Oscars and ABC To go Well maybe we should change that Yeah so in 2016 yeah. They In the nominees Out of 20 nominees They were all white and that's where Jeez. this controversy started. And that's when the head of the academy said they have um, a diversity plan to be implemented by 2020. Um, I, th- I think overall, fundamentally, you have to look at the fact that we're looking at the academy, which is operated and run by a group of old white dudes. Um, I think overall, they probably need to also approach that situation as opposed to just the films themselves, yeah. because you have to really look at the people who are picking the films and any sort of unbiased or well, bias that they might have that probably don't say outwardly, but unconscious bias. Mm. Uh, and I think yeah. that's, that's, that's a thing, but I guess this is a step that they think they've taken. Um, and we'll see how it plays out, really. Yeah, I think because we were talking when we were going through this when the news broke and... It's it's very interesting because technically you still don't need to have um, anyone that's actually on screen be a minority to still meet this criteria. Um, that's only one of the four criteria. So if you're meeting two of the other three, which is about cast and crew um, and some other aspects like just generally who's involved, um, what the story's about, if you're meeting those kinds of criteria, you can still just have your cisgendered, um, completely abled white male on screen. Hmm. So it'd be very interesting to see how people, if they will try and find loopholes to get around this stuff. Um, 
or whether or not if they try to do that that everyone will then turn on them and say no that's not what this is meant to do I think but, it's going to be very interesting because it puts the ball back in their courts, the production companies. Well, I think the interesting one that I'm looking at here, so standard D, um, which is audience development. So D has, so if you look at A and B, um, to meet those standards, there's four criteria and you only have to match two of the criteria to pass the overarching A and B. So D that you have here, which I think is probably going to be the easiest for a lot of people to get, is just... Uh, represent, representation in marketing, publicity, and distribution. The studio, studio and or film company has multiple in-house senior executives from among the following underrepresented groups. Must include individuals from underrepresented races or ethnic groups on their marketing, publicity, or distribution teams. And then it has uh, women, racial groups, Asian, Hispanic, um, African-American, Indigenous, Middle Eastern. Um, and I think Overall, that has nothing to do with the film at all. That's the production company's yeah. staffing itself. So they're trying yeah, to push it uh, back. Yeah, it, it seems like they're trying to make it sound like it's promoting it better than it actually is, to be honest. These, there's a lot of leeway in this criteria. Mm. Yeah, so I'd recommend it. Super you're fun in- conversation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I just report the news. I don't pick it. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, of course, we have the trailer for Dunk. Uh, We can see from this trailer that it'll be following the journey of the heir of the throne as war ensues with interesting phasing combat, war fleets, and of course, the good old giant sandworm. I know that Ian's excited. I can see he's giddy. Ian, oh, no, oh, oh, his table's rising. (laughs) I'm actually curious because dude, he's already... uh, preemptively shat on this trailer so um let, let's hear it duty let's hear what's what complaints? is this movie about <laughs> put your hand Sand. in a box get stabbed in the neck here's oscar isaacs here's jason momoa and there's a giant sandworm what, what is the story need? i know the story of freaky because the bodies of vince vaughn and i can't remember the other actor's name swap and then one's a serial killer and one's in high school I know the story of Huey Halloween because it's the water boy meets Billy Madison or whatever you said it was. I know the story from watching the trailer. What the fuck is this movie about? I don't I don't want to know the story from watching the trailer. I'm not interested in the movie then. It like I was like pretty visual it's like pretty visuals i'm like all right cool is it pretty visuals to hide the lack of there is no story in this film is it just pretty and for being pretty safe for not having a story you know what i mean mystery do you do you do you want to know what the actual story is or we're just talking about the trailer oh well we can talk about the story later not ruin the for anyone but i found the trailer really boring i was confused i went cool people are excited for it yay this is probably going to be a movie that i'm like you know what this is going to be tenant for me i'm good you're mad yeah, well, look, I I think we've been speaking about this movie quite a bit on our podcast lately. There's been a lot of hype for this movie. Um, it's a very popular um, series of novels. I think this is just based on the first book itself. Um, and I myself have been very hyped for this movie as well. Hmm. However, I don't like this trailer. I'm actually going to side with you on this one, Duty. I think this trailer isn't that great. 
Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm happy to be corrected here, but I'm pretty sure it's the same trailer as the original movie um, in that you can play it side by side. I've seen a side by side comparison. I don't know if that's just the whole thing is exactly the same beats as the original trailer. Either or, it's not a very good trailer. It doesn't make me interested in the movie really at all. If anything, it's actually put me off the movie quite slightly. Welcome to Duty's side. We have beer and nuts. That doesn't mean I don't like the movie. <laughs> uh, we, um, I would, like So, because I knew that I was placing this number one, I actually watched this a couple of times. The, uh, the first viewing, I didn't like it. Um, and I linked it very much to the song choice because I thought it was bad and didn't sound good on my ear holes. Um, yeah, it's a pretty bad song. Also, I always get a little concerned when I see a trailer that's... Like, I, I don't know the story of Dune. I know that it's um, that it's books and I know that there was a video game that's and, and the old um, film, and that's about it. Essentially, I got excited because it's sci-fi. The cast is awesome. Um, but when I see that it's a story focusing around a young adult or late teenager, I always get uh, a little concerned in general. But after watching Jackson-y. it a couple of times... Hmm? Percy a Jackson. Like Percy Jackson? Or all of the young adult movies that Ollie likes? Dear God, I hope it's not like <laughs> Percy Jackson. All that hunking. No, what? I'm really hoping it's more like um, Stormbreaker or... Aragon or oh. Valerian, the city of a thousand fucking boring film. It it does it did sort of give me a little bit of Valerian vibe, didn't it? <laughs> it's it's interesting because the story is very adult, though. Yeah, yep, very with giant worms yeah. and hand boxes. The story the story is basically he is the son of sort of a king or whatever. Um, I can't remember the actual term for it. It might be a baron or something. There's two, basically, factions, two countries that are sort of at war. Um, he's the son of one of them. Um, and they basically, everyone fights over this mineral that is only from this Spice. Uh, spice. So um, they're spice so runners, like in Star Wars. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all, really. Um, basically... He, he's the main character because he sort of has to lead a resistance, so to speak, against the bad guys. Everything has a resistance. I'm sick of resistances. <laughs> That's because Star Wars has fucked with your brain. And now you have to watch a it real side. Dad fucked you up. <laughs> Everything I've, I'm watching or playing or something at the moment. The resistance. Uh, the resistance. Uh. Dune did it fairly early. I... Yes, <laughs> did it a lot earlier. Mm. When was the original book? Did you say that before? I don't remember. Dune book. Uh, I didn't. I think it's the eighties. Sixty-five. Sixties, there. Yeah. So they did it first. All the, all your I mean, current things are copying from them. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of that giant solo a Star Wars story. Suck my spice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are called Spicy Tim, so you can call your dick Spice. He's got a sandworm in his pants. <laughs> what type of spice do you think Tom is? Scary Spice? Baby, baby Spice? No, Ginger Spice. <laughs> Oregano. <laughs> Oregano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a 
okay with it. I like Oregon. I'm very hungover <laughs> this morning. My mic sounds weird, and this movie trailer is fucking boring. My darling, I'll watch it. It's, it's pretty boring. I'll be honest with you. I think, I think it's just because it's the first trailer, and I think that their their plan is with basically doing the same trailer as the um, original movie that they want to please that fan, and I think that they'll probably be done with that now. They've pleased that original movie fan base, and I think that the second trailer in going forwards will be their own, and I think we'll actually get a lot more of the the flavour of what this movie is, because no doubt we'll be getting another three trailers between now and its release, at least. Of course we will. I am really curious about like the phased sort of combat thing that they were doing, because that looked... Mm, yeah, this movie does have some really interesting sci-fi elements to it, but um, I will not spoil anything. I'll let you guys enjoy the differentness of this compared to some of the other sci-fis that are more commonly known, such as like Star Wars. This is very different to a Star hmm. Wars. <laughs> and with that, that is news complete. Yay, he said the catchphrase that he only says when people don't push him to say the catchphrase. Yay! <laughs> exactly, I refuse. Uh, okay, so uh, obviously you know that uh, this show was brought to you by Incognito Comics, uh, and uh, I've been doing quick comic book reviews, and the one that's essentially blowing everyone's mind out at the moment, it is a massive DC book that's just released called The Three Jokers. It's going to be set in three issues, uh, and they're DC Black Label, which is the more adult version of dc so there's more swearing there's blood there's gore uh the first dc black label had batman's penis in it you get the point um so this one is uh, the three jokers and it actually sets out that there are three separate characters of the joker one of them is the clown one of them is the criminal and one of them is the comedian um and it's actually a really really cool book i don't really want to go into too much of in regards to spoilers of it but it is uh, essentially because there's three jokers there's also three characters of the bat family involved with this so obviously you have batman um who's had a, a war with the joker since day one we've got batgirl barbara gordon who had the uh who essentially got left crippled from uh, the killing joke with joker shooting her through the stomach uh, or through the chest whatever and uh then we have jason todd who, for those who don't know, was killed by the joker and then comes back as the red hood so they all have their own connection to a joker but they the each connection they have to the Joker is a separate person. So there's actually three separate Jokers. Um, it's a really cool story. Uh, it, the art style's fantastic. The writing is is beautifully written and dark, but um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to issue two. Uh, and uh, Ian has also got the a Thor book that has been recommended by myself and, and Incognito Comics. So he'll be taking a look at that over the period of however long he wants to take to read it. Um, six, 12 months. Six to 12 months. Um, so you can find, of course, uh, the three Jokers at Incognito Comics. It is a fantastic mm book i'm really enjoying it this is probably one of the first sort of actual issues rather than trade i'm reading um but uh, of course people are buying the living shit out of the book because they also think it's going to be worth money someday um and who knows but yes you can find it online at incognitocomics.com.au the links are in the description below but it's definitely a book worth checking out uh, and there's a fuckload of different variant covers as well so i got the red hood variant with uh with sort of the joker pulling off the red hood helmet and it's his face underneath so it's, it's kind of cool yes but, uh, Ian, Do we have a theme this the week same? that I completely forgot about till this morning uh, because I've been drinking. What is it? Uh, the best and worst, and I hope you guys have made your list based on that, <laughs> Monsters and Creatures. In best film. and worst? It's just best. Yeah, <laughs> the look of fear in Someone Tom's eyes. <laughs> What's the best and worst? 
Frantically Googles. Frantically Googles. <laughs> well, let's start with Tom. Tom, what's one of your, what's one of your worsts? <laughs> let's start with your worst. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For the next six to 12 months. All right, Ian, you can kick it off. You, you're you're the, the most prepared. <laughs> do we want to start with best? Yeah. All right. Do we want to start with best? Go with the best. I've got three of each. Okay. Go on, Oops. go on, Ian. You can start. You're the most prepared. This will All give right. Ian. Uh, this will give Tom and I some time to look at DVD shelves on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in this, the spirit of doing monsters and creatures and films, I have um, made this a little bit more difficult for myself by making sure that I don't pick anything that is alien or alien sort of related. Not necessarily the movie mm-hmm. Alien, the franchise Alien, but actually extraterrestrial. Not E.T. How do you say this without did, mentioning a movie that has that? Yeah, it didn't come space. from space. <laughs> didn't come from space and isn't in space. Mm. Just to make it even more difficult for myself. Um, so that ruled out the blob. Sorry, Steve McQueen, but uh, didn't make my list. <laughs> oh, uh, no. All right. So my, oh, no. My number three pick of uh, best creature is one which is kind of two in one so it's a little bit cheating but i did it anyway um and that is gremlins slash Gizmo. oh you son of a bitch i thought i was so clever <laughs> <laughs> how is it um, i'm not how was it cheat how would it be considered cheating do they establish that they come from it's space? kind of no it's not cheating it's just that they're two separate kind of creature designs but they come from the same oh right creature. right right so um. yeah I think personally, if I had to pick between like Gizmo and the actual Gremlins, I think Spike. I'd probably pick the design of the Gremlins better. Yeah, I feel like they have a lot of really fun, dark character, but they're also really interesting. I like that they set up their own rules as well. Everyone knows the rules of you know, Gremlinology. What are the three so rules? You can't feed it after midnight. Mm-hmm. Can't let it touch water. And something about sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows the three rules. Um, I'm pretty sure sunlight kills it. Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, but it's, I think it's cool. It sets its own, creates its own creature, and with that, it also creates its own rules to make it feel like it, it could be a real creature, to make it kind of grounded by sort of some sort of sense of its own reality, much like humans, you know. We can't touch fire. We get touch a fire. We, we, we can't eat after midnight, die. and we should never get wet. <laughs> <laughs> Moist. Now, what are the, but yeah, I, I really, really love the character. What are the... I, we, we now, of course, have been reminded what they aren't, but it's like when you get Gizmo wet, he multiplies, and then when he eats after midnight, he grotesques, and then if it touches sun, mm-hmm. they explode. No, if he if he eats after midnight, he multiplies. I thought they... I so, thought they, like a kid knocks over no, a no, paintbrush. No, the water, the water multiplies. Is it the water that multiplies it? Yeah, the water multiplies. What's the food do then? Turns them evil. The food must mutate them. No, because they come out of them evil. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, when they multiply from people, no, 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 they're no, all they evil. Don't. No, no oh, sorry. Well, they're evil, but they're not, like, as you said, grotesque. They're not They're not. They're not oh, yeah. yeah, they're not gremlins. They're yeah, not gremlins. Yeah, yeah. I know this was on a list of uh, Al from the Sandima School of Film provided a heap of feedback because he is a prop maker. And, uh, of course, this was on, on yes. one of the lists. Tom. 
We're going to get ripped to shreds for not knowing these rules. I, I was going to say, you know you, what? You, you said owl. Been a few years. I know you said owl, but when I first heard it, I thought you said this came from a list of owls, and I was like, what? Hoot 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 pick gremlins hoot hoot pick who? All right, Tom. Let's go on to one of your bests. Chuck one in there. All right, yep. Let's stay on the bests here for a while. Uh, I'm gonna go, <laughs> and of course my uh, my my, my uh, Chrome has frozen and won't swap to the tab where I actually have my list. But the first one that uh, I did have there that I wanted to put up was uh, the Rancor. Now I so, decided ooh, yeah. to try and think outside the box a little bit with that one and go, yeah, the Rancor from, of course, Return of the Jedi. Just because I remember as a little kid, that was sort of a magnificent giant creature that sort of just entered into this Star Wars fantasy world that I enjoyed. Mm. And you know what? I think it's a pretty gnarly uh, creature design, and I think that it's actually pretty cool even if you go into some of the Star Wars video games where they have then once again grown on top of the Rancor uh the Rancor creature itself and they have different versions of it like whether it's the ones on Felucia that are um, more of a jungle sort of ones and then you have like bull, bull Rancors I think they're called do you mm. confirm that yeah yeah, yeah that was from the Force Unleashed yeah and just a it, cool character yeah. cool creature design um, was also cool in the movie and, and also the, the, the guy who's who's in love with it who gets very sad when, when his giant Rancor lady oh. gets crushied <laughs> my babies Malakili. Malakili. Yep, the rankle trainer. Nerd. <laughs> fucking nerd. It is it is a fucking fantastic <laughs> pick, the rankle. And it's it's I like that it um the first time it's sort of when it eats Ula, you don't see it. You just like you see her like look up and scream and then it's just everyone else looking down through the floor grates. Mm. Yeah, it definitely builds it up mm. a lot, which is cool. Mm. Mm, mm, pretty good. Yeah, so uh, my number one, pick, I'm, I'm, well, not my number one. My first pick. I'm not picking Ian's and no space rule because fucking. Um, but I, I, I don't want to overly generalize the actual uh, character, but a specific section of the character's life cycle. Uh, it's a face hugger from Aliens. Um, I like the design of the alien, the chest burster as well, pretty cool, the queen, yeah, whoop de fucking do. But the idea of a giant spider with huge finger like fingers, um, essentially jumping onto your face and wrapping its tail around your neck so you can't breathe and essentially shoving its dick down your throat is fucking horrifying. <laughs> so basically Harvey Weinstein, alright? <laughs> 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 yeah. It's I mean yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you said it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're basically waiting for the countdown. Uh, yeah, so it's the idea of essentially like the... I wouldn't say the first Alien film because the first Alien film, you see it, but you don't get a natural sense of, say, fear from it. But I will say in Aliens, when they sort of they sleep in the mid-bay or whatever it is and they see the, the tankers knocked over and it's somewhere in the room and you're seeing it run around and crawl around is, is much more horrifying and more creative and you're seeing it in action compared to the first alien film where he just looks into the egg and then it's just it's on his face it's like you're, you're not actually seeing how it works um and even like how you sort of see i think rapids and their tail around ripley and they, they bring it in closer to loosen the tail to un, unwind it and stuff it's fucking insane 
Yeah, I feel like the facehugger plays on two very primal human fears, and that is spiders and snakes. Because it <laughs> it's basically a spider that grabs your face and a snake that wraps around your and, neck. Yeah, so, and penises. And Sorry, penises. Three penises. <laughs> it just reminds me when you got that facehugger bobble Where? Like fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. I I'm not going to repeat what you said when you that. got it, though. It, it does look like a vagina. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Do you think it looks like a vagina? No, it totally looks like a vagina. <laughs> it totally does. But the penis comes and out. Definitely designed and to do that. Knowing HR uh, Gaga. Giga? Gaga? Giga? Gaga. Whatever. HR Gaga. HR Gaga. Knowing him, very deliberate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, should we. Should we- we, we've done a good. Should we go on to a bad design? Should we should we flip no. it up and rub it down? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think Tom's ready for a bad. Uh, well, Ian, you can start first for, for a first bad. All right. I My first of my worst picks is one that Dutram has mentioned on this podcast many times as something that he absolutely hates about this film franchise. Um, and there's a lot to hate about this film franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... The creature design of the werewolf, specifically in the Twilight uh, series. F- fucking huskies. Why? <laughs> yes. Big ass, Big ass dog. dogs. You ain't a werewolf. You a fucking dog. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, dog? Imagine being... Hang on. But you know what? Even- Imagine being uh, whatever the person's name is, Bella or whatever. I'm a werewolf. No, you're not. Turns into a werewolf. Bitch, you a dog. <laughs> <laughs> bad. Hits it with a newspaper. Bad. Bad. I honestly though like even going beyond the Twilight series I feel like the the werewolf in general doesn't do it for me personally I think the idea of the werewolf is interesting but it's never in my opinion I know this is very limited a lot of people love werewolves but I don't think it's ever translated well to film it's never looked good or convincing or scary or interesting in anything I've ever seen I like the underworld ones absolutely not they look fucking Mm. stupid you look fucking (laughs) stupid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot think of a single time. Can, you know, the closest one that I actually think looks the most interesting and sort of creature-like is probably the werewolf design in either um, Van Helsing or the werewolf design in... Um, oh, I'm going to throw something at you. Three. <laughs> Harry three. The Harry Potter 3 one looks like shit. It looks stupid, but it's, like, the most interesting... When you're talking about, like, a werewolf, something that's crossed between a man and a wolf, it is the most interesting (laughs) Did you say say wolf or wolf? I mean, if you're talking about Twilight, yeah, it's wolf. He's a werewolf. (laughs) Wolf. Wolf. Um, But, yeah, I I just don't think that werewolves have ever really translated well to film at all. I don't think they've ever really looked that convincing. But specifically, just having a giant wolf is not a wolf. Wolf is not. Uh, you gotta call your dog. <laughs> not at all a good design choice, and it's not a good creature. It's not creative. It's not anything. There's nothing good you can say about it. Shots uh, fired. Uh, I will get to a, posit- a positive list later. Um, does not d- does not like the lichen. The uh, werewolves also, in Underworld just, are pretty fucking stupid. I'm just gonna say <laughs> they look they look fairly similar to the buddy um, uh, Van Helsing ones from memory. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Nah, they look. If you go back and watch it, they look real fucking weird. I think it was the right. were- at the time they seemed okay, but I think the right, werewolf okay. from Van Helsing they, they ripped their the own skin off, and then there's the fur underneath. 
Yeah, I reckon that was a cool idea. It's different, you know? We haven't really seen that. Mm. Okay. All right, I will say my negative, and because you made me go into it, I'm really hoping this is one of the ones from Dirty's List, so I can go, ha, 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 ha. Uh, and I think this is more from a design aspect as opposed to the creature itself because this creature would also appear in good and bad lists but of course this is the completely design related of the 1998 remake of Jurassic Park oh wait I mean Godzilla um, I have no problem with the design uh-huh, of yeah. that. that that movie is my childhood and I'm still looking for that soundtrack on vinyl <laughs> it is a T-Rex it's a T-Rex it's a fucking T-Rex it's not Godzilla and it's babies are raptors for some reason. Yep. Raptors yeah. with really fat lower jaws. Dude, Ferris Bueller's in that movie. It's great. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller? Uh, and I think, overall, let's be honest, probably bandwagon and jumping on with the popular crowd of everybody who say that this monster design is shit. But uh, I do think it, it, it is. It, it, it was 100% grabbing a Godzilla title, which was popular at the time, and then grabbing a Jurassic Park T-Rex and going, combine them and do it this way, rather than actually staying... Yeah, r- rather yeah, than staying true, true to the actual source material, which, of course, we did get a course correction on that when they have remade uh, the new Godzilla, and then, of course... Batzilla. The, the, Who shoots fucking fire from his um, mouth... Hang on, didn't, didn't the 98 Godzilla shoot fire out of his mouth? Or her mouth? I don't think so. Uh, I think it did. I don't know, it's been a long time since I've it seen it, but I'm pretty have? sure it didn't. No, I think it may have, but it wasn't like the... It wasn't like the... Yeah, no, that was Everybody cool. I remember, I remember sitting next stuff. to Ian in the cinema when that happened. We were like, fuck, cool! It came in my pants. <laughs> but yeah, there's mine. Mm. Now to find two more. Good pick. <laughs> This, this, this no pressure, but we're getting better, getting worse and worse. So it means you have to think of two that are even worse than that now. Yeah. Um, thankfully, he's not on this episode because this movie is a giant pile of shit. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, the exact same can be said about the monster and creature designs. And that is the demons, quote unquote, in the Doom movie. Um, they are fucking <laughs> atrocious. Um, we have zombies and a fuckload of them for whatever fucking reason. And then we have the versions of the imp, the cacodemon, and the pinky. <laughs> oh, no, we don't have, we don't have cacodemons. We have the uh, imps, the hell knights, and the pinkies. Like poo. <laughs> no, we don't have cacodemons. Cacodemons are the big flying heads. Uh, cacodemon in my weird microphone voice. Um, it's sounded this, pretty cool, I'll be honest. <laughs> this movie is fucking awful. Um, essentially, and I don't want to talk more about the movie, but it's they—they they, they essentially the, the character design is ruined because they go, oh, it's it's us putting Mars people's DNA into other people, and it turns them into monsters. And you can see that's obviously where the inspiration for the monster design came from. But they're fucking demons. They come from hell. They eat people. And the only thing that was close to what it looks like in the film is the pinky, and then at the end of the film, the rock turns into some fucking behemoth, weird monster thing. The the character and costume monster design of this movie is fucking awful. There's even a point where they get like one of them gets frozen into a wall and then shoots his tongue out like a spear or something. Oh uh, yeah, I forget about <laughs> that. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so fucking bad, man. I'm. Um, I pity the fool who likes that film. 
Yep. The Rock only made it worse. Uh, yes, I will agree with that. Hundred percent. But uh, we're agreeing with each other today. We're now for something completely different. <laughs> now let's go on to positives. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number two positive um, is going to come as no shock to anyone who's already listened to the first half of this podcast because I said that I've already seen it, and that is Brundlefly from the movie The Fly, starring specifically the one starring our mate, uh, Arar, and uh, his surname Goldblum. is Shirtless. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Did you actually <laughs> forget his name? Yes. I think you actually forgot his name. No. <laughs> he totally did. I was trying to did. do that. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot his name. <laughs> totally forgot his name. I don't know and decided to quote it. Move along. You're turning into me in the news. <laughs> and it's like... Oh, God, I forgot um, the guy's first name. I have his last name. He <laughs> oh, no. was, uh, of course, played anyway, by... Uh, the... Rar, my mate. <laughs> Rar. <laughs> anyway, I, for the first time ever, actually watched this movie this week, and I was very, very impressed by how well this movie holds up. The design of Jeff Goldblum slowly transforming into this fly-man hybrid creature is incredible it's gross it's disgusting and it's everything that i kind of wanted to see (laughs) when you go "Hmm, i wonder what how gross that could be it's grosser than you think it could be trust me it's pretty fucking disgusting his penis Um, comes off doesn't he puts it in a jar i'm thinking of the wrong (laughs) movie not in the version that i saw at least he does things do fall off him and he like keeps them as like a keepsake i thought you see like yeah in his keepsake museum there's like his penis in a jar Oh, I didn't notice it. Could be. I could be wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because that movie has some pretty, pretty other gross things that happen. His fingernails come oh. off. His teeth oh. come out. His ear, his ear falls off. Ooh. Um, yeah, and something else happens towards the end that is even more gross. Go on. Like a body part comes off. Is it his penis? Did you want me to spoil I'm it? Not watch it. Really? You're not yeah. going to watch it? It sounds too gross for Trust Tom. Trust me, you want to watch it. It's I'm going to say fingernails like, and teeth coming out are like two things that I find excruciatingly painful to watch and you've already turned me off this film. Do not do not watch the horror yeah. movie like, called The Dentist then. Like um what is it? Uh <laughs> yeah. District 9 when he peel when he rips his fingernails off and pulls his teeth out. I'm like Aah. Yeah, this this is a slightly older movie than that, so it probably doesn't look quite as good, but the fingernails still is pretty gross. A lot of this movie is very gross, but yeah, towards the end of the movie um, if anyone wants to actually watch this movie they haven't seen it just skip like 15 seconds ahead basically towards the end of the movie um, he's sort of tussling with the main female lead um, and she pushes against his head and the bottom half of his jaw falls off oh uh, no I have seen it that's yeah, pretty I've seen a lot of clips from this film and then and then his whole <laughs> face comes off like piece by piece and he's just like this gross fly thing it's disgusting and it's so creative and well made that it has to be and i think it's on a lot of people's lists as top creature designs if you th- if you think about like cro- gross creature designs there's obviously a movie that probably will be on one of your lists so i won't say it but there's a very gross alien creature that comes to earth and morphs into things um and there's this movie yeah yeah in regards cool. to its it's its design and and I wouldn't say characteristics, but it's sliminess. Yet satisfying. Yeah, satisfying. 
All right, so I'll jump in and go with another one that we have here, and it was a film that I did recently watch as well, and it's down a very similar vein where it's uh, just a lot of practical effects that, of course, place this all together, and I don't think it's any surprise that this one has appeared. The Thing from The Thing. You know, The Thing. There it is. From the remake? Not the remake, sorry. The the prequel. No. (laughs) Well, technically... The eighties one is well, mm-hmm. actually, yes, yeah. So, so the original, the original <laughs> remake, because <laughs> yes, the good one. Just say the good, the good one. one. Yeah, yeah the so one of course, because it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course, it is. Um, I, I, I just think overall, it's a fantastic creature, and that movie is still fantastic. Uh, there are some parts in it which don't look too great anymore, but just the the creepy tendrils that come off the thing as it's like possessing and transforming into the creatures that it slowly absorbs and spits out the other end it's just a bit of a really horrifying monster and the fact that it can turn into a crab head crab head crab head crab people crab i'm trying to remember the crab oh the crab head right <laughs> when the head sprouts legs yeah. and walks off and it's like you can't see yeah. me yeah, you can't hear the fucking clickety clickety so, on the floor. No, but they do see it. It's so, it's so well done. Yeah, they do see it eventually. And the tongue thing, so it like pulls itself along. Yeah. It apparently, apparently, there is a fantastic um, thing uh, board game um, where you try to escape the base, and one of you is infected and like sabotage shit and stuff. It's impossible to get in Australia, but in the states, it's like super fucking easy to get. So if you live in America, please send me a copy of it. Seriously, you can't no, get it. No, I've gone into board game stores. I've tried ordering it online. You can get it on eBay for about 500 Australian bucks. Um, it is what? fucking insane. But apparently it's super fucking fun because you don't know who is infected. Maybe mm. if you like speak to a to a game shop and ask them to get it in. I have. Yeah, I went into three three game shops asking if they can get it in. They said, no, nah, there is no... Just, uh, I think the rights aren't allowed in Australia or something like that. So they can't get it in. Oh, really? Oh wow, yeah. that's weird. Also, no, I think, I think Paul from the countdown has it. Feel as well. free. Yeah, Paul, send me a copy. You're not using it. Yeah, just just send us all your free shit. Like board <laughs> yeah, games, we'll, we'll take, take them. Books, money, money, <laughs> money. Anything else, time? Money. <laughs> Duty. Um, well, look, I don't. I'm 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 going to pose to you guys. Can you, this is a monster, it is a space alien creature, if you want to call it that, but we don't, or I would assume you don't, and I don't, unless I'm Googling it, know the actual name of the species, but we know the name of the character, and it is, you can tell it was a creature monster prop that was made in a day or two, but it has stuck with people, and Tom imitates it sometimes quite frequently, and that is the character of Salacious B. <laughs> Crumb from Star Wars Episode Six. It's the little fucking pet that Jabba the Hutt has next to him. We don't know what's... Do I, I don't know what's... <laughs> You've fucking done the... <laughs> laugh every now and then. Oh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with a totally different character. Yeah, so, so was I. I. I thought you were going to try and get us the guess, and then you were just going to pick the best one we said. <laughs> What, what what were you what were you going to to suggest by by it just happened sense? I had no idea. I'm totally. I prepared. thought when you're talking about like something something that Tom can do, I thought you were going to talk about a character from the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. I wouldn't really call him a monster. More, uh, I don't he's know. a monster. 
does Dracula count as a monster? I'm a monster, blah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dracula yes. Untold is a pretty monstrous yes, movie. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Salacious B. Crumb, like, he is a nothing character. He laughs, he mocks, that's all he really does. But because he's his character and personalities and just that unique, weird fucking look, he is iconic. And yeah, he's not the Rancor or something like that, but everyone goes, oh, that's a Rancor, that's a Wookiee, that's a fucking whizbang. I don't know what, unless you're Star Wars nut like Dave from Super Movie Bros, but you're like, I don't know what that is, but that's Salacious B. Crumb. I know who that is. No, I'd still argue that you had to be a bit of a Star Wars nerd to know who that is. Who doesn't know Salacious oh. B. Crumb? He's fucking red. I, I knew who it was. People who are. But I am a Star Wars nerd. We know, but we're in a fucking podcast called Shake and Not Nerd. <laughs> but to be honest, if you, if you take probably the top titles we report on, Star Wars is probably one or two. Yeah, it's either Star Wars or Batman. Yeah, actually. Actually, this week there was no Star Wars or Batman. That's exciting. Maybe we need to mention something about Star Wars or Batman to make sure that people will still listen to this episode. Yeah, um, yeah, don't worry. Uh, don't worry. This, there is, there is... this just in... <laughs> Sorry, duty. what? No, I was going to say, don't worry, there is, uh, there is Batman in my negatives. But now we move on to uh, a bad one. All right. Yes. Um, I know Tom's got heaps ready to go but i'll i'll go first again (laughs) (laughs) um all right so my number two pick for worst creature designs is probably because the movie was quite bad and that affected it um but also it just looked pretty terrible particularly when you look back at it now and you go oof that does not look good at all um it's borderline not a creature or monster it's borderline just a animal but um i'm gonna say its ridiculousness makes it a monster slash creature the way it's depicted Mm. in the movie the movie of the same name as the creature that is the anaconda from oh kills owen wilson kills (laughs) kills uh lots of people looks fucking stupid it looks like a green tree snake (laughs) Anaconda wrap you up so tight, hold you tighter than your one true love <laughs> before your bones begin to break. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is fucking funny. There's a character called Jeff, and uh, John Voight calls him Hefe. <laughs> so fucking good. Ugh. It's terrible. Uh. Yuck. Yeah, it looks, it looks bad. It looks like a green tree snake that is like ridiculously huge like anacondas are the biggest snakes don't get me wrong they get big but their heads don't get the size of a fucking building like it is ridiculous how big they get in some of these depictions that's what makes it a monster he's a big one exactly he's a big one (laughs) Tom's definition of monsters if it's big (laughs) (laughs) Uh, by that definition my dick's a real monster Jesus (laughs) Yeah, is it on your good list or your bad list? Anyway. <laughs> like sprouting arms. Anyway, it's... A... Ew. Yes, I think it's terrible, and the people who came up with it should uh, be disgusted with themselves. Uh, there is some pretty cool scenes in that film, like where the guy who plays Van Pelt from Jumanji tries to jump out of the waterfall, and the snake grabs him as he's fallen, you know, because it's a 200-foot-long snake. Like the the idea is there, but that's all they get. 
That's all. Don't they light it on fire as well, and it still survives? Yeah, it's it's just, they're in a fucking Amazon, man. It's in the water everywhere. How can you set fire? It's just man, no, <laughs> When was the last time you watched uh, Anaconda? Uh, ooh, I'm going to say I was probably around the area of 12 years old. <laughs> Watch it again. Just with a with a, with an adult no, braid. I've seen with clips. With an adult of it. braid, it is I hilarious. Have. That's why it's on my list. I've seen clips. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> it's not supposed to be hilarious. It's supposed to be horrific. <laughs> but it's fucking hilarious. As That's an adult. why it's on the list. <laughs> uh, Tom, what about your bad one? My bad one, you see, is it, it, it's somewhere on this screen in front of me. Uh, no, all right, all right. For, for this one, I'm going to say, and, and, and originally I wanted to more focus on just bad monsters in general as opposed to design, but because I forgot about the worst one, I'm going to go for design. Um, I think in this one, not necessarily worse than my first pick, but still a bad one, and I think it's because the way they actually showed it is the way that they show the monster at the end of insert cash grab here, the Cloverfield Paradox. Now, the original Cloverfield, I think, was actually a good film, especially for the genre that it operated in. At the time, it wasn't as overdone and nauseating as it is today. And, of course, they barely showed the monster in that film. They did show it a bit towards the end, but not overly. Now, the Cloverfield Paradox has nothing to do with Cloverfield at all. Um, and then at the very end, you see the head of one of the Cloverfield monsters very roughly CGI'd, popping its head out through the clouds, which if you do a comparison between the size of the monster in the original Cloverfield and this one, its head would not have been in the clouds. This thing is enormous. Um, and it's just not very well rendered. It looks like they spent a small amount of money on there to tie it into the French fries. French fries. I said French fries! Um at the, at the very end of the film. Um, and uh, as we sort of learnt with those films in general, like the Cloverfield, um, what is it, 10 Cloverfield Lane is in the same universe or in the same yep. sort of continuity or whatever and doesn't need to show the monster. It just it very loosely showed it. Like, But this film, I don't know, it jumped the shark. It was a bad film already. And it just got bad. I was enjoying the franchise. You fucked it. You, Wasn't that movie was like it changed? Was at that point in time? Huh? Yeah. Was it was it really a franchise at that point in time? There was only the sequel. There was only two of them. There's a third one. Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, there's a third. Oh, I didn't even know there was a second one. Then what's the second one called? Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, that came out after that one. Yeah, the Cloverfield yeah. Paradox is the third one. It's the one that they decided to drop immediately after the Super Bowl because they wanted to do a new marketing routine, and they just went. And they ran ads during the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and went Cloverfield Paradox out immediately after this. I think it worked well for them in regards to their marketing, but I didn't think the film did well. No, the film was bad. It was a di- it was a completely different film. It wasn't even related to the Cloverfield series. And then they just—I'm pretty sure Netflix bought it, slapped the Cloverfield name on it, and added that scene at the end. At least that's what my understanding of it was, and it felt slapped on. Yeah. And the creature looked bad in the last section of it and it was it was just dumb probably attacking more the film than the monster in general but eh, it deserves to be a little attacked I don't think we've shat on it on this podcast before maybe we'll go back and do a review episode of it just so you can shit on it it. duty 
Well, look, bad ones. Uh, I'm going to pick one from the MCU, uh, and I think it, it was a character that is a a alpha level threat or whatever, like similar to Thanos. And when you see him on screen, I went, "What the fuck is that thing?" Uh, and it it also not even the MCU. I'm so sorry, but it is a comic book Marvel film, and that's Galactus, the giant space cloud um, from Sil- uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. And for those of you who know what Galactus is, he's a giant person. What they showed in the film, he was a giant cloud that eats planets. Literally a giant pink, purpley fart cloud that tries to eat Earth, where everyone seems, you know, Galactus is a character that is alongside a Thanos or Apocalypse or or Darkseid and stuff like that. And you know it's bad when they don't even render a fucking character model for this character, where they just make it space dust. I mean, we've we've all seen this film, haven't we? Yes. We've yes. all seen Captain America get every power from all the all the Fantastic Four members, basically turning himself into I, a super scroll and beat the shit out of Doctor Doom. This this film has been wiped from my memory. I don't remember anything. Yeah. All I remember is Morpheus is all shame. Yep, Morpheus is the is the Silver Surfer. Doctor Doom gets his surfboard and 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 wants more power, and then they make Johnny's Johnny Storm. They make him a basically a super scroll so he has all the powers of the fantastic four and he beats up the doctor doom and they avoid the giant fart cloud that is galactus it's it's a very bad film but of course you know what's bad when a iconic iconic comic book character is in a film but is not in a film because they don't even make him a character they just make him a giant fucking fart cloud honestly you look at photos of it on on google which i i may or may not have googled now but it is it, it, it's just it's, it's not even the thing it's like imagine doing a Harry Potter film they're like oh what are we going to do for, for what's his name Voldemort oh let's just have a rain cloud and when he rains he's there like he's he's the rain no fuck off <laughs> he's no, the rain it's just so fucking stupid uh, and that's the thing I do get angry over certain live action adaptations of comic book characters such as Bane really? such as Miss like uh, maybe not necessarily Miss Freeze but Bane especially this film oh it's just a giant fart cloud cool if I was the Silver Surfer why would I care he's a giant fucking fart cloud I like this on. name call me fart <laughs> fart cloud right, conscious of time we may need to go through these next ones real quick yes yeah Let's do it. Go through fast. All right. Well, my um, my number one pick for the best is, um, you know, when you're talking about the most iconic sort of horror creatures, you've got like Swamp Thing, Frankenstein, Monster, The Mummy, Dracula, Invisible Man, Godzilla, King Kong. You've got all these like iconic creatures. Um, and my number one pick for the best one is sort of a cop-out because it's in a lot of movies, and that is um, the evil spirits in general. So we've got, like, possessions in movies like The Exorcist, and we've got, like, poltergeist activity in movies like The Poltergeist (laughs) (laughs) and uh, other ghost movies. (laughs) Um, But, like, Evil Spirits, it's, like, one of the oldest creatures ever created, really. If you think about it, Evil Spirits have been around forever, as as far back as storytelling Mm. goes. Um, And they come in all sorts of shapes and forms, but I think... It never gets old. There's always a new way to invent it and reinvent it. Yeah, and you can, and that's the thing with with 
spiritual creatures of, of any real form. You can add religion, you could add science, you can add space, you can add essentially whatever you wanted to add to it to create it. Yeah, and it can look like almost anything. Sometimes you can't. I'm see surprised it you didn't pick your make Cthulhu. Yes, you get. No, I didn't pick Cthulhu because Cthulhu's kind of never really been underwater in anything, and never really looked. Who was in that movie yeah. with um, that underwater movie? It's never confirmed that that was Cthulhu. <laughs> totally Cthulhu. <laughs> totally Cthulhu. That was Cthulhu. <laughs> it was. It was definitely Cthulhu, but it was never confirmed. <laughs> uh, All right. Um, so I'll, I, I'll just jump in, and I realised that I hadn't um, ranked my ones in a three-to-one order, so, sort of like that. But you know what? I'm actually. I, I feel a little bit inspired by uh, the way that Ian did that just then, and I'm just going to say, overall, for me, Dracula and vampires. They're the number one monsters for me. I love it. It, it. Pretty much everything. Vampires. I'll watch it if it has a vampire in it. Or Dracula. It was very close to being my number one pick as well. Vampires. I have vampires, but I, I don't think overall it's... I think it's just overall, it's just interesting in the fact that they're, it's the human element in it. Um, and they've been put into so much media, so much. And obviously they date back so far. A lot of rich history around um, vampires in general. I guess all the way from, what is it, Vlad the Impaler um, and all the stories that we get about them now. I, I, I personally love them. I think that they're my favourite type of monsters ever and probably will continue to be. I Even like a shit vampire movie, I'll sit down and be like, yes, I like you. <laughs> Like Van Halen. <laughs> yes. You just <laughs> you've got that on your mind today. I do, I really do. <laughs> uh my number one th- then comes in as probably a surprise to Ian, but it is a werewolf and it is American werewolf in London. Uh it is all practical effects and the practical transformation of the werewolf is fucking sweet. Uh if you haven't seen this film, it is Oh, sorry. It's for fucking practical. It's pretty fucking cool, man. And it's a eighties film, seventies film. It is fucking awesome. Yeah. 80s. Yeah. Seeing him sort of transform in his in, in the, the lady's apartment when it's you know, when the when the full moon reaches is fucking so cool. Seeing his hands like rip out, his jaw extend out, and him go on to sort of all falls and all on hinds, and then he sort of you know, goes into a fucking movie theater and transforms as well and starts fucking people up. It's it's a pretty fucking cool film and it's all practical and that's what I 81. like about it. It's sort of like you know, you watch you eighty one it came out. Eighty one? Yep. Yeah. Well, like, like talking about yeah, the one with uh, uh, who's in it? Nope, nobody. Nobody's in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the one in '81. Then where, uh, but, but like people look at you know the thing and all that practical effects and stuff like that. And there's a fuckload of practical effects in this. Um, and I love the idea that you know the people he kills, he sees his ghosts and and stuff like that. And they they can't go to. They essentially can't go to heaven or hell or anything like that. They're stuck in limbo and they rot rot away and stuff, which I thought was fucking fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I, I was forced to watch this movie for guesting on a podcast when I went to the States a couple of years back. And since then, it's like, yeah, it's a, fucking, it's a pretty decent film. Yeah, I just can't do it. Can't do it. Just looks Have so you watched it? Yeah, <laughs> yep, me too. I've tried. I've seen clips of it. Yeah, I've seen clips of it. Just I can't stand it. Can't stand you. Uh, it's pretty good, man. You made me watch the thing. You should probably yeah. watch American World from London. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but... How's that? Here's, a, here's the difference. The thing is debatably one, one of the best <laughs> creature films of all time. Yeah, but it's got that... It's got that... You should watch The Fly. It's got that effort into it. I tell you it. what, you watch The Fly and I'll watch it. 
We'll do a swapsy. You watch The Fly and I'll watch an American Werewolf. I'll just wait for fucking lockdowns to end and I'll just go over to yours and watch The Fly. No, I, I don't have it. I got it on bloody Google Play or whatever. No, oh, whatever. It's fucking whatever. It costs like five bucks. <laughs> but now we move on. You want me to watch it? <laughs> we move on to uh, our, our worst. Last one. Yes. Go on in. Alright, well, my number one pick for the worst one, there's a whole bunch of these really shitty kind of creature films that came out after Gremlins, and they're kind of copies of it, so I picked the one that I think is the worst of them, and uh, a lot of people still love it, because they're idiots, Um, and that's the movie Critters. Yuck. Yucky, yucky, yucky. These things look fucking stupid. They look like giant tennis balls, and their head opens up, and yuck. Yuck. Well, sorry, Chris Brayton, I think he likes that film. (laughs) Oh, wow, okay. It was yeah. It was yeah. Did you did you look it up? Yeah, they it was like, Gremlins, like Critters, movies. and Ghoulies. I think were the three like creature feature films around that sort of time. Yeah, and I think there's like Hobgoblins and something as well. Oh, there's the Leprechaun. The Leprechaun. Yeah, the Leprechaun looks like a um, wood sculpt of my ballsack. <laughs> <laughs> so you can so you can essentially do what Mike Myers does in, in Wayne's World: hold a flashlight under Tom's balls and go, "I'm the Leprechaun." <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I think it's time for a shave. I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> but yeah, critters, yuck. If you don't know what critters are, just have a Google. It, they look stupid. Well, there we go, Tom. Moving yes, on to they you. They do look stupid. I haven't seen them before. Um, the one that I'm going to go with, and 100%, it's just a product of the time, and it's <laughs> what you'll actually find is, as I've been searching through and looking at these, so many of them are just like, oh, yeah, some things that were made in the 70s or 80s, and it's just like, oh, shitty character design. I'm just like, well, it's a product of the time. However, I will say, I do, do want to add this one. Um, the Kraken from the original Clash of the Titans in 1981... Uh, mainly because to me is it looks like a scaly Richard Nixon. Um, (laughs) 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 Scaly Richard Nixon. Nixon's back. Yeah, it looks like Swamp Thing. It totally does. Uh, There's another one for for you. But no, it... it, Oh, he's got four It's just his jowls. His jowls that are... Release the Kraken. On the flip side, is that yeah, on the flip side, the Kraken in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean was pretty cool. You don't really yeah. see it though, and yeah, you, you kind of get the, the biggest view of it you get is when it's dead. I think yeah, when it's dead on the island. Well, there's a point where yeah. it, oh no, no, there's a point where the camera's underwater and you see it enveloping the ship. And the oh cra- yeah, the Kraken, the tentacles coming up, and the Kraken in. Um, the remake of Clash of the Titans literally just looks like a kaiju. It looks like something from Pacific Rim or something else like that. Generic monster creature 101, but... Oh, I haven't seen right. Pacific Rim. I don't care for for really? Pacific Rim. The first, the first Pacific Rim is actually fun. The second one is a steaming pile of dinosaur dung. That's one big pile of shit. Cool puss. <laughs> Uh, look, mine's probably going to piss a lot of people off, but I think the monster design of this particular version of vampires looks like a scruffed up vagina, and that's the vampires from the Buffy movie slash TV shows. Oi! They look wow. awful. 
I yeah, Tom, oh. Tom looks really concerned. Tom, Tom is very angry, sir. Tom's spine went really straight. <laughs> you and I were fucking done professionally. <laughs> you, they're fucking like their eyebrows disappear, their forehead fucking gets instant fucking wrinkles, and then it's just like rah. And I'm like, that's that's not scary. You look like a used flashlight. I I think you'll find they're more like grr. Oh, you got me there, but I don't like the design of them, dude. I just think they're fucking meh. That's all right. Everybody's entitled to be wrong. (laughs) Look, I will say, as much as I love vampires, I don't think that design of vampires is the best. No, I don't think it is either. Yeah. The worst of by far, of course. I wouldn't put it number one of the worst monster designs of all time, but... (laughs) Name uh, well, I was gonna yeah. say name a, name another vampire design that's worse than that. And the only thing I can think of is Twilight, and that's because they turn into fucking diamonds. But it's just fucking. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I get people love the show, and and it's 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 probably like the acting is awesome, or at least the acting from a certain season is good, and then the the character development stuff. But the fucking vampire designs, yeesh. That's a, no, not not necessarily the acting. That's why I said from a certain no, from certain ca- from a certain I think season. It's just different. Um, all right, so do we want to hear what some of the feedback we've got from some of our listeners? Yes, please, Ian. Tom commented a weird-looking sandworm creature. <laughs> I like work, to Tom. imagine it goes, Kristen has given us quite a few. She said the symbiotes, a.k.a. Venom. They are um, awful, yes. The Velociraptors, Tyrannosaurus Rex... Basically, she loves Jurassic Park, and fair enough, because they're amazing. She said, the motherfucking queen herself, alien stuff, xenomorph. Yeah, the queen design is sick. Mm. Queen design is sick. You can't get away from her, you bitch. Um, Graboids from Tremors. I've never seen Tremors, and I refuse to see Is that the one with Kevin Bacon? Because, uh, yeah, Kevin Bacon. (laughs) It looks fucking stupid. (laughs) But I kind of want to see it just to laugh at it a little bit. Um, Andy Campbell said Mac and me, which is this weird little alien-y creature thing. Fairly sure um, he commented you saying that. want to know more fucked. about that, basically, basically watch any interview ever with um, Ant-Man and Conan O'Brien. Um, basically, every clip ever that Paul Rudd <laughs> shows oh, for his film. movies or TV shows that he's promoting is that film. Uh, Marie Holt said Randall's pretty scary from Monsters Inc. A lot of the creatures in Monsters Inc. are actually really cool. I really like Randall actually as well. I think Randall's probably my mm. favourite. Like suits the character mm. really well. And here's the big one. Big Dog Al Oldfield has given us here we go, he says Gremlins, Brumblefly, Ghostbusters Terror Dogs. Oh, Anything Ghostbusters Terror Dogs. I think if you're gonna pick something from Ghostbusters, surely you'd go slime or a Nah the Terror Dogs, man. Marshmallow um, man. Marshmallow Man. Marshmallow Man's not a monster, though. It's, it's a pre-existing property that they just make giant. He's pretty monstrously large. Um, you've got Boris Carlyle as the Frankenstein monster slash the mummy. Um, that's a bit old for my reference. I think Al was probably 50 when that movie came out anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> actually, anything from GDT, like Mimic, the Kaijus, etc. Bugs from Starship Troopers, Kong. And he says, of course, the biggest monster of them all. Man. <laughs> Surprised you didn't put Bill or Ted in there. Which you gotta agree. Um, <laughs> did anybody else have honourable mentions? I had some as we were recording and then I completely fucking spaced about them. So, no. I'm. 
I love I love the mummy. I think the mummy's up there for me. I think it's a cool character and um, the Scorpion King Frankenstein monster as well is a pretty good one. Oh, cool. No, get away from it. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I, I had another couple. Um, firstly, I do actually want to say thank you for people who did post in that thing. Sorry, yes, I cut you off as as, as yeah. you're going to the end. Um, but just uh, another couple that I just had in there, which I was just sort of thinking of uh, raising for. Out of left field, just I, I do like the kaiju's that are in Pacific Rim. I did have that as just a sort of honourable monster mention, um, and also the monsters from a Quiet Place, just because they're yeah, they're pretty cool. Interesting actually. dynamic that they're blind. Yeah, so um, quite often on the show we do ask for feedback, and we, as you can see, read them out on the show verbatim, much like our that is correct. Right, if you do you? enjoy this episode or any episode of Shaken Not Nerd or Shaken Not Noob, you can leave us a review on the podcasting platform you're listening to, except for Spotify, because I still don't know why Spotify doesn't allow people to leave reviews on podcasts. It's fucking weird. Now that they like own Joe Rogan's podcast, it's fucking weird. Uh, anyways, if you do enjoy the episode, you can leave a review on the podcasting app you're listening to. You can also join our Shaken Not Nerd listening community. The link will be in the description below if you want to do that and when we're sort of preparing ourselves for the following week's episode and we decide on what our theme is we then reach out to the community saying what's your favorite what did you enjoy what didn't you enjoy if we're talking about a movie or creatures or if we're listing items so uh we we love hearing back from you guys um so if you did enjoy this episode feel free to to recommend it to a friend to join the listening community to leave a review or just to reach out and say hey i enjoyed the episode or hey you're an idiot for listening the buffy vampire um and then i will i will tell you to fuck yourself um but in a nice way <laughs> well on. that's gonna do it for me on this week's episode <laughs> of shake it not nerd uh, this is duty reminding you to um i don't even know what my <laughs> go nerd- fuck yourself <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> I've been Tom. I've been in Chica Chica. Saladas. <laughs> <laughs>